and Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome to the Bucks Banter Podcast. I am your host, Colin Hallboom, and I am joined by Scott Capron, one of my co-hosts on the Bucks Banter Podcast. Our our third wheel, Bodan Yard, is not in the building, unfortunately, tonight. He couldn't make it. We've been off the air for a little bit. We've been taking a little break, you know, waiting for the right time to return. And can't think of a better time than right now in the midst of free agency, especially with the Bucks making plenty of noise. It's been very entertaining in the world of the NFL. And before I get into it with my co-host, Scott, here, uh, got to plug the work. So if you're new to the show or you don't know who I am, make sure you check out my work uh, for Sports Illustrated's only website dedicated specifically to covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that is BucksGameDay.com. We have got you covered for free agency. The NFL draft is approaching, and I'll be digging into that full steam. Any and all Bucks news, get it there. Um, and make sure you follow us on Twitter while you're at it. Our handles are on the screen. Scotty, how we doing, man? You been enjoying this NFL free agency so far or what? Man, I don't know. I'm sure I say this every year, but this feels like the most the the craziest free agency season yet. Maybe it's just picking up, and maybe every year it gets more and more coverage. I'm not exactly sure, but um, wow, nonstop the last few days, hey? The Tampa Bay Baker nears as it is. Yeah, Tampa Bakers. Yeah. Wow, that sucked. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Bakers. But anyways, but seriously though, just seems like there's a new move. Like a new big signing, a trade, something like that. Every five or ten minutes, just checking Twitter constantly. Some big names moving. Um, not only just huge stars and uh, like throughout the league, but also you know key role players. And the Bucks were certainly not uh, you know not to be forgotten, making plenty of moves themselves. So pretty good. Yeah, and I think you know everyone in Tampa or who follows the team was expecting this mass exodus, just based on, of course, Tom Brady leaving, mm. the Bucks being over fifty-five million dollars over the cap. Uh, it was second worst in the league to the Saints until the Saints kicked more money down the line, as they always do. Uh, and the Bucks look to be up against it. And GM Jason Light deserves a lot of credit for how he and and of course his capologist. As, as many people refer to him, Mike Greenberg, who's been a bit of a wizard mm. um, in terms of the numbers. But for him to, to make an impact in this free agency period was unexpected, included including by those who follow the team closely. So um, it was a real, a real nice surprise when I'm going to start with one of the most uh, ascending stars at the cornerback position, Jamel Dean. I think it's it's not hyperbole to make that sort of statement. He's been fantastic yep. for the Bucks. He's been so good. And he was going to be one of the top free agents on the market at one of the most important positions, of course. Um, and the Bucks got him on a great deal. Four years, $52 million is the contract. It's $26 million guaranteed. Like I said, fantastic deal for the team. Um, and I, I love it. I love locking down him and Carlton, having that cornerback position, having the outside uh, handled. I think it's essential, and I'm really excited just to the continuity factor as well, right? They're playing for Todd Bowles. They're familiar with his system. So with how things ended, too, to end the regular or the playoffs um, with Jamel Dean, apparently he maybe had a broken toe. He only played special teams. It was a weird situation. And I think most people mm. thought it was a foregone conclusion that Jamel Dean was going to take a big money deal somewhere other than Tampa. Didn't end up happening. Jason Light got his guy. And I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled as a supporter of this team to be able to root for Jamel Dean for another four years, assuming all goes well. Yeah, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head with the continuity. Um, you know, with the continuity mentioned there. It's also – you. You draft a good player. You want to keep that player, right? That sends a message, and um, it's part of the culture. It's just another great move by Light. And, you know, the fact that it's such a great deal, like from a term standpoint, the 4 or 4 for 52 is, is just a cherry on top. Like you would have overpaid to keep him. Like that's how important he was, right? Or you would have paid more than that, I'm assuming, or been happier with a, with a more expensive contract. So just, you know gold stars and and you know green check marks all around to the deal um one of my favorite bucks to watch to watch play on the defensive side he's been awesome um 
young. I to be honest, I kind of, you know, I'd kind of uh, tried to remove that Cowboys game from my from my memory, uh, like most of last season, from everything that I watched and forgot about that special teams thing. Because yeah, because he was a game time decision basically right up until uh, right up until kick, if I remember correctly, right. So, anyways, awesome, great job by the Bucks, get it done, and uh, yeah, hopefully he's a cornerstone and uh, you know, you know, really ascends to one of the top you know, into that top echelon of, of DBs in these, like during this contract. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, the bucks have a shit ton of free agents, so they're going to lose some guys in the secondary, uh, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Mike Edwards, Logan Ryan, Keanu Neal. So that's three safeties right there. They're all UFAs. Mm -hmm. How are the bucks going to round out their secondary? We shall see. Um, but I think bringing mm-hmm. back Jamel Dean, he was hands down the most important piece. I'd like me some Logan Ryan, to be honest. I actually really like yeah. what I saw from him. Um, and I would be happy to bring him back on an affordable veteran veteran deal to give him a little more run if, if the Bucks aren't able to retain the services of, say, Mike Edwards, if we're talking about wanting to to keep your guys who you drafted. You won't be able to keep them all, but I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Sean Murphy bunting, you know, I think in the way this current mold, I just I, I envision them not having the money to keep him around. Um, so I think he's right. probably on the way out. Keanu Neal is Keanu Neal. He's hard hitting. He played pretty well, but I just again, all these guys, it's not realistic. And and I think for what for what is financially feasible, I think Logan Ryan is one that I've kind of got circled as one I'd like to see brought back. Yeah. But the draft is obviously an option as well, and 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 that's surely somewhere they'll look, whether it's a safety, a cornerback, or both. Um, that's definitely a position that they'll want to start to replenish the well a little bit, but not having it's to worry about It's an interesting position group for them, right? Because they've had depth. They've had guys. Now, like you said, three safeties coming up in, uh, in free agency. Yeah, I'll just be curious to see what they do. How they value that? How they value the the secondary? I mean, I don't. This isn't how I would think about it, but they aren't going up against the most explosive offenses in it in their division, you know. So I wonder if they feel like they can kind of patchwork a second, uh, you know, um, a league average secondary uh, on the cheap, or at least on a on a you know a decent price tag, given that they're going to be going up against whoever the Panthers pick. Um, I guess Derek Carr is with the Saints now, so that that is a I would I would call that an improvement over Andy Dalton and then uh, Ritter in Atlanta, right? So just kind of thinking out loud, I'm curious about how they handle this, who they end up signing, and uh, you know how they end up a- attacking it in the draft. Yeah, for sure. For anyone who's yeah. watching on YouTube, by the way, uh, forgive the outdated overlay that you see on your screen. I mean, I like the colorway. I like the Spotify is right, the subscribe button. Oh, yeah, I believe that. But uh, ignore <laughs> the at Bucks Banter Twitter handle and BucksBanter.ca. Again, we're we're found at Bucks. The written work's found at BucksGameDay.com. And the Twitter is SI underscore Buccaneers for me, Captain Ron for Scotty. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, another massive and unexpected signing that i don't know man it just made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside and that is levante david uh a one-year seven million dollar deal fully guaranteed like this guy just keeps doing favors for tampa the word was that that the bills specifically were interested in him they just lost Tremaine edwards to a big big deal in chicago by the way it's funny they they didn't want to pay roquan smith but then they pay Tremaine Edwards, a huge contract. Um, Very was, strange. Right? Super like, strange. My first thought as soon as I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems funny to build from the linebacker spot. Like, I feel like that's one of the later ones you do. I don't know. Um, but anyway. One. Yeah. Yeah. He had, had a one. great one. But yeah. Levante David, man, like his signing, not only does it in conjunction with the Dean signing guarantee the Buccaneers will be serviceable at the very least on defense this season, but they have their most important culture setter locker room leader whatever Mm. you want to call it he's just ingrained in the fabric of the buccaneers he's been so loyal to this franchise and i mean don't get me wrong what you put on the field matters too if he was just a like cam Brate has been loyal to the franchise he helped set the good culture but he fucking sucked the last few years so (laughs) so i'm not out here feeling warm and fuzzy when they bring him back every year um but, yeah. but Levante signing a below market deal for a player of his caliber. He, he is all pro caliber linebacker. He is absolutely still at the top. His PFF grades, all the metrics um, support that. And, and 
come on, man. The tape supports it more than anything else. You're watching him fly around, 33 years of age, entering his 12th season. I don't yeah. give a shit. Fantastic deal. Just love that guy. I told Scotty offline before we went on, maybe my favorite Buccaneer of all time, Levante David. Like, he just might be. Him grinding through yeah, all those just, years. And this just <laughs> endears him that much more, right? Like, one year, $7 million. He, I'm sure he could have gotten more than that. I got texts from a couple of Bills buddies, um, you know, after after the after we just saw that he signed the deal, so pissed because you know all signs were pointing to Levante was going to go up there and uh, you know shore up that position for them, which they definitely need help with. And uh, you know, one year, seven million. I don't know if he's getting any points on the back end or uh, maybe added to his pension or something like that after his career, but um, very team friendly. You know, just the one year, obviously, he is 33 as much as we like what we saw and how much he still played well last year. Um, it's just fantastic. And you already hit on this, but as much as anything, the culture guy, and they need him there. And, you know, yeah, if he sucked, then get rid of him. I'm sorry. Like, you know, we're running a team. We're running a business. But he was still really good. He means a lot to the franchise. He's been there forever. Um, and just seven million you kidding me like it's it's oh it's such such good news such a great signing yeah i i was already having bad dreams just like thinking about how good he would have been with matt milano there in buffalo like yeah i just don't want to see him in another jersey and thankfully i don't have to at least yet so i know and and, and, you know i'm going to expect the same old levante david this year man like i really am so I'm sure I'm sure all Bucks fans can rejoice with me and did rejoice with me when they saw that uh, come across their timelines or TVs or wherever they caught the news. So Jamel Dean and Levante David, again, the Buccaneers not looking. Things were grim, man. Things weren't looking like they were going to have the, the necessary capital to retain guys. But it was quality over quantity for Jason Light and Mike Greenberg and that entire front office. They found a way, mm-hmm. and I couldn't be happier with how they prioritized it between those two players there was anyone you needed to bring back who were free agents it was jamel dean and levante david and jason light did that so god mm-hmm. bless him now a little more contentious of a player and more contentious <laughs> of a decision okay the buccaneers i guess have found their competition for kyle trask in the form of baker oh my mayfield god. it'd been talked about a lot um and, and word was starting to come out that they were interested in mayfield um my history with Baker is interesting. I was a Baker mm. guy when he entered the draft. I fully supported the Browns taking him first overall in 2018. Um, and he, he did have a solid two, three years in Cleveland, but then the wheels fell off in a big way. And um, to say that I changed. He was hurt. Team, yeah, he, he was hurt. The nagging shoulder injury and he played yep. through it and they kind of burned him. And yep. they didn't really have weapons on the outside either. Necessarily. Nope. I mean, like o- OBJ wasn't himself during that time. And, um they just i don't know yeah they did they weren't they weren't super uh dynamic or anything and maybe part of that was him but they didn't have they didn't have a ton around him right but i mean they did you know they they still yeah they still had a hell of an o-line and a great running game they did yeah enough to get the job done so you can look at it both ways yeah that's that's fair (laughs) the thing with baker for me so ultimately what i'm saying is like before the wheels fell off i was a big baker guy and then i watched him in the nfl and i really changed my tune um yeah in fact i'd say that's an understatement i started to take issue a little bit with his brash overly confident persona because i think it only works when you're playing good and uh i really hope we don't see him try and headbutt anyone with his helmet off or anything stupid that we saw in Carolina. But that all that said, it's a nice deal for the Bucks. It's a good situation for him personally to reestablish value. I consider it low risk, high reward. Like if Baker hits yeah. and, and, you know, out battles Trask and like has a full off season to acclimate himself to hopefully what we expect to be a very competent first time offensive coordinator and Dave Canales coming over from, from Seattle, then who knows? He's got, he's got, all, he's got plenty mm-hmm. of weapons around him. The old line will be a question mark. They'll be younger. Um, but he's got a running back. He's got good receivers. And uh, I think it's a great opportunity for him. Okay. So he can earn a starting job here, depending what happens with Trask and how Trask looks. And if he doesn't, hopefully it's because Trask plays so well and not because Baker stumbles out of the gate. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's a great point call. Um, 
if Trask Baker's good enough, or at least, and he showed us at the end of last year, I think that he's good enough that if Trask were to beat him out, then that's that you know significant strides from Trask is what that would mean, right? I, full disclosure, I don't think Trask is any good, so I don't like I don't think that's possible personally, but I I'm also basing that off of about four games that I saw him play at Florida, so you know credit where it's due. Um, but the th- the other thing I wanted to mention is it's just like. Wow, sticker shock, Baker Mayfield to the Bucks. Yeah, for a year, right? Like, and then we'll see what happens. It's this this shit happens all the time. Try to reestablish value. It's funny. It's just because he's he was the number one overall pick. He's obviously a big personality. Has he matched? Has any of that matched up with uh, with where he was drafted? Or sorry, has his skill or production matched up with where he was drafted? And kind of the headaches that he's either has caused, or at least it, it's, it's the perception is that he's caused, right? Like, I don't know if he's a dick as much as he's just kind of annoying. You know what I mean? Like, like, okay, man, easy on headbutting people with your, with your head while they have helmets on. That's really stupid. I like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I like him, but I also don't think he's like some absolute dipshit in the locker room kind of thing. So I don't know. It's just, it's just funny that, Baker Mayfield's going to be on the Bucks, right? Like, it's just funny. Yeah, and I'm with you, man. The annoying thing is kind of a better way to explain it. Like, it's not like like he has teammates coming out saying he's, like, yeah. the worst guy to play with or anything like that. He's brash. He's brash and confident. Yeah. I'd rather the guy be like that than um, mild and meek Mike fucking Glennon. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, Long neck. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree. Um I think longest, people longest neck, he's, longest neck until uh, Davis Mills out. Davis him Mills uh, overtook him. I know they're just like going into the Great Valley. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like we'll see how he actually plays and everything. My big thing with him when he came out was like at Oklahoma, he could run a bit or at least run enough. Right? He looks so, so unathletic in the NFL, and I guess that can. Obviously, the NFL can make make you look like that, even in comparison to college. Not that he was like some four four speed demon or whatever when he was when he was at Oklahoma, but he could still make enough plays with his legs. I don't think he has that. I don't think he has that gear at all anymore, which is funny. Look, he looks like he has Kirk Cousins speed now. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you know, like, and I think it part of it. I don't know if he looks rounder because of that chest protector, or rib protector that he wears. So when he's like waddling around, it just looks so unathletic. I'm with you on that, man. Um, I, I'm not sure whether we've talked about it exactly. before, but yeah, I'm with you. It's unathletic combined with like he's pretty short. His arms only okay, you know what I mean. And then you start factoring, you, you list those three things, and it's like, wow, he was the he was the first pick, eh? But I know at the time it wasn't crazy. I mean, it was kind of a late jump, obviously. Was it the week before the draft? He he really made like it really became obvious and the betting markets changed. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering that, but it was the day of that he Oh, okay. It, it came out that he was gonna be number one prior to what was it, 2018? I'm trying to um it, it was like I th- let me see. It was it was late, man. They had like kept it quiet for yeah. so long. Like it was wild. Um I think That's Darnold crazy. Darnold was the the talk most of the time. Most people were and most yeah. people said they were gonna go Darnold too. It's so funny after everyone makes fun of these guys. It's like you sure. would have fucking taken Sam Darnold too. Um yeah. or whomever, right? So that's a Josh Allen draft. He went he went seventh mm. with Tampa Bay's pick, by the way. Tampa Bay traded down, oh. took took Bitovea at twelve that year. Oh, I forgot um, that. Yeah, sh- shout out but- uh by the way, we gotta gotta get to this one. Boat in, boat in on YouTube. Longtime listener, first time oh. chatter. Could you guys rank the NFC? I've heard of that TV? guy. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll rank them. Derek Carr, C.J. Stroud, uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, Kyle Trask. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> hey, is this Stroud? Do we think it's Stroud for sure? Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of like I don't know why all of a sudden everyone's just assuming Bryce Young isn't in play like like that that seems yeah. funny to me like he most people view Bryce Young as the best quarterback and as soon as it was Frank Reich's Carolina Panthers of the number one they're like oh it's C.J. Stroud for sure I'm like well he's got a type maybe sure but like yeah 
I don't know, man. It's interesting to see the, uh, at least I, I didn't check for myself, but I saw a lot of the markets were reflecting CJ Stroud right away. Um, yeah, I think I, I randomly follow a Panthers beat writer and they were like, they just tweeted the other day, something about, um, you know, let's not completely close the book on this. They like their gut was still that it would be Bryce young. And that was maybe a week after it really, well, I, well, sorry, not a week, however, a few days after the trade, right. When it became, it, it, it looked obvious, I guess that they were going to go with Stroud, but anyway, I'm not convinced that it's not, that's not young, but I'd, anyway, I'd be, yeah. I'd be willing uh, like to bet, to bet on young. If he's not, the favorite, yeah. then that's tempting. Like I'd be, I'd be interested, Scotty. You're supposed to have the lines on everything tattooed on your forearm. I know. I'm sorry. I should bring. I'll bring it up now. Um, but yeah, Derek Carr, Carr over Mayfield. Yeah, I would take Carr over Mayfield. I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty uh, clear cut at this point. Although we've talked about it, I'm weirdly higher on Carr than most people. So. Yeah. yeah, well, he got paid, and, and uh, the Saints are bringing in Michael Thomas. A lot of people didn't expect that. I, I didn't either. I thought that relationship couldn't have soured worse, but uh, I guess he is rejuvenated by the Derek Carr signing. Apparently, he was a big recruiter of him. Um, mm. But just to summarize here, there. Here, let me, sorry, but yeah, you got, you got let it. Let me just give you these first overall pick odds really quick. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Stroud minus 250, Bryce Young plus 275, Anthony Richardson just – Climbing up at plus 400 now. Holy shit, man. Someone's gonna absolutely fall in love with that guy, eh? Yeah, like, absolutely. That's a guarantee. Hey man, I'm not maybe I'm Carolina, not, I, I guess. I, I'm infatuated with his skill set, I'll admit it. Yeah, really, but I was man. prior to the God. see, I, I was prior to seeing the combine though. Like, I knew he was gonna score off the charts. Like, yeah, um, absolute but, freak. But, but that Bryce Young, what is it? You say plus 275? Yeah. Yeah, like that to me is a good bet. That is a good yeah. bet, Bryce Young, two, two, plus 275. And I'm a Stroud guy. I, I really like C.J. Stroud. But um, I don't know, man. Like that's, uh, that seems too one-sided. Like just remember everyone thought it was Mac Jones. At this point, it was like a sure fire conclusion. The, mm-hmm. the Niners were taking Mac Jones. The betting market reflected it. Um, not even as like the, this just seems seems fishy. Good. Johnny, Here's the thing, though. Can, can Stroud win a big game? Like, if you just look at his as his performances against Michigan, it's really hard to think that he's going to be able to step up and uh, and deliver just because of how badly they got the shit kicked out of him both times, right? So just throwing that out there as a little, you know, I don't know, does he have it kind of thing, right? So I don't know, you know, just wanted to mention it. I'd love to see you cheering against him, but it's because he's playing against the Bucks twice a year yeah. instead of the Wolverines. Yeah. Um, well, either way, nope. I, I like Stroud though, in all seriousness. So yeah, I like him too. I was terrified every time they had the ball. I really like him. Exactly. He all he quite yeah. the weaponry there on the outside too. My God. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Well, yeah. yeah. We won't talk. We don't need to talk that about Ohio, that. Ohio State receiving core is better than Carolina's right now. Oh God, it's not even close. Um, not even close. And, yeah, I was planning to talk about that deal a little bit later, actually. But like, yeah, um, the Bears made out pretty damn good too, taking DJ Moore in that man. That 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 was nice for them. Uh, real nice. Yeah, they just another good player. Yeah, I was I was listening to I think it was the Ringer NFL show. Then I went and um, did some digging myself on DJ Moore. So much more productive than I realized. Like, yeah, he's really and had he a great in- few years. He, yeah, quarterback purgatory yeah. as well. Like he, no had, kidding. You know, look I, what he was dealing with. In my head, I always thought he was like, "Oh no, Scott, you're kind of out there. You really like DJ Moore because he's he, he's showing flashes." It's like, no man, he's just really good. He's just this isn't some under the radar guy. He's just been really good. So yeah, um, yeah, that was a nice pickup for Chicago. But what? So what do you think about Baker? Like, let's like this is the Bucks quarterback. Tom Brady retired, and now they have Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it's, it's not ideal. Wise. What do you I'm, think? I'm not high on Trask. <laughs> I'm not high on Trask, just like you. But um, as a fan, I'm. I you know, you can find a way to get into that. I feel like we got nothing to lose. Like, if they're both terrible, then they're they're able to reset quite nicely for next year. And the, and again, that's why I think this yeah. free agency period is so well handled by by Jason Light. Um, because if they lose a bunch of games, they can hopefully get a good quarterback in next year's draft or. 
uh, find a way to do it that way, but they'll still have plenty of talent under contract to like it not be a true yeah. blow it up rebuild like what we've seen in Atlanta and Chicago and shit like that, right? Um, but in know- terms of the quarterbacks themselves, I like I really don't know with either. Like I, I would, I'm yeah. more on the pessimistic side related to Baker from what I've seen in the NFL. Um, yeah, I so look. He looked jittery. It looks like he wasn't patient enough to make reads. It looked like he knew he would, like watching him in Cleveland. Um, it looked like he knew who he was throwing to, before, you know, before he had the ball off the snap a lot of times. Um, he just looked so panicky all the time. And I, I just, it just didn't exactly inspire much confidence in me as a viewer or a talent evaluator. And uh, I don't, I don't like what I've seen from him at the NFL level, but no, I mean, but that's I, where I'm at too, to be honest. I don't want to shit on it because who knows? Maybe he has, maybe he has like a Geno Smith type renaissance here. You never know. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly feeling it. My concern is that they're in third and seven every every possession. And now, obviously, it's not Byron calling the plays anymore. So my concern about that isn't quite as high as it might have been. But um, yeah, it'll be talk about turning a page, man. Like Brady retires. They signed Baker Mayfield after a couple weeks ago. I think they sent the smoke screen about they're ready to roll with Trask, which I don't think anyone believed. Um, or maybe who know? Maybe they did. Maybe they were. Maybe they were ready to roll with Trask and, and sign an even shittier backup and and, and let Trask do the thing. But uh, you know Baker Baker was available and they were able to come to terms on something. But I don't know. I didn't buy that for a second with Trask. But once again, I don't think he's any good. So. Yeah, like if they both suck, it's not the end of the world for this team is is what I'm like pleased about. So it's going to feel like yeah. house money if one of them succeeds and one of them ends up playing really well. Yep. Then, then I'd welcome it. Um, and, and financially, I mean, Jacoby Prissett signed for eight mil. Like Baker's four million dollars is his base um, and he can get up to eight and a half. But I guess that's a great deal. You got backup quarterbacks arguably making, I think, uh, what's it? Mike White in Miami is getting like eight million a year, so he's getting half the price of a backup, a good backup quarterback. Fuck yeah, sign me up, man. Let these boys battle it out. Let's see what we got. Uh, so, so I'm, you, a, I'm a fan I of the agree. move. I agree with that. And I also I thought the Brissett signing in Washington was was nice. That's it. That's a great guy to have behind. Um, oh fuck, what's his name? Howell. Uh, Howell, Sam, right? Sam Howell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, have you seen the odds for the NFC South by any chance? I've not. No, I have no clue. I assume the Saints are a heavy favorite at this point. Saints plus one thirty, Panthers plus two twenty five, Falcons plus four fifty, Bucks plus four seventy five. Wow, Bucks below the Falcons. Bucks with the worst of odds. Like, like I like what the Panthers Panthers are doing. So I even think that over the Bucks is strange. Um, but I guess it comes down to that quarterback. And they're assuming they're going to get the best quarterback in the draft in Carolina. And they'd certainly have pieces elsewhere. They probably like the Frank Reich edition. I mean, a lot of the concern with the Bucs is at the quarterback spot, but they got a lot of guys who are good football players in other yeah. positions so and gonna, other ways to win games. I'm going to completely talk out of both sides of my mouth because I love the Bucs here for a value play. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a shot, I guess. Like, I'm not gonna condone that. I feel like you're you're trying to like rope me in here to no, no, have no. Those, I'm, have, to they, give it a, a take. You're gonna reference dude, like in the future. They, no, they, they could. the The team is still good, and if Baker is even like what he looked like for the Rams those last few weeks, right? Like, that's yeah. not bad. These teams aren't any fucking good. No, you're right. You're right. I mean. Ba- like if Baker play, Baker should win the starting job unless we're yeah. sorely well, we, mistaken yeah. about something. So you're right. He 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 with, with that team could very easily have them performing well enough to take the NFC South division. And the fact that they're last is wild. I don't me. get the Panthers below, thing. That's just that's crazy to me. The Falcons one is even more crazy to me because they don't even have guys anywhere, and Desmond Ritter's their quarterback. No, so like they don't have that one's bizarre. Yeah, they don't have guys. Re- they don't have that guys at real all. Weird. But Super yeah, no, that's weird. wild, man. I, I would not have guessed that. I would have thought the Bucks were second. I would have thought they were second too. Just kind of yeah. like the honorary, you know, second place position. I don't know, whatever, however you want to phrase it. But yeah, that's what I would have thought too. So seeing them fourth was 
quite interesting. But anyway, yeah. So Baker's your quarterback. Congrats. Yeah. Now we got we got some other stuff we got to catch up on because we've been off the yeah. air. Um, and and all this stuff has happened. So, uh, another deal. The Bucks went and re-signed Anthony Edward Anthony Nelson. Pardon me, Anthony Edwards. Um, two years, eleven million dollars. Chance to get up to thirteen mil with incentives. His five and a half sacks were tied for second on the team last year. Uh, he stepped in really nicely when he had to because they were fresh out of bodies due to the Shaq Barrett injury. And he performed pretty well. Bit of a ball hawk. Led the team with three forced fumbles. Yeah. A lot of right place, right time, it felt like, with him. But, like, so I would have liked that number to be a little less, to be honest, if it were up to me. But, but again, I mean, if he – they're going to need someone to fill in until Shaq Barrett comes back opposite JTS. I mean, pass rusher is the biggest concern for me related to this defense and something they're going to need to address in the draft likely early on. Um, gotta, gotta get the JTS jump big have time. To. This is the year. This is the year. This or, is it. Uh, a lot of people have already turned on him. I, I won't do it yet, but he's gotta, he's gotta convert some of these, some of these pressures into sacks Yeah, and he's gotta look good. And doing like, it. I think that could just be one year, all of those, not all of those, but pick a number of those pressures just are turning to sacks because the quarterback t- takes a step up into the pocket or whatever, and, and, and JTS is there. He doesn't get rid of the ball a half a second early, so it's not a sack, right? I think putting him, he's, he was putting himself in position, which is huge. He does have to actually finish plays himself. I think that, I think Josh Capo tweeted out a video, if I'm not, or like a, a mashup of some clips um, of him getting to the quarterback but not actually making the play. So there's that too, obviously. That's that's you have you simply have to do it man think about how frustrating it must be for a pass rusher like you just getting example. chipped and chipped yeah. and if you don't you can get there you can do everything right but they happen to get the ball out like as they're falling to like the quarterback as they're falling to the ground or now with all the you know the various unnecessary roughness type penalties that can be called like there's just a lot of you know failing in a game Right? Like, it's just, oh, my God, must be so frustrating. Big time. And you're right. There's going to be, like, a regression of the mean, you would think, just based on luck alone. Like, a lot of those have to just be like, Yeah, that's what I think. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think that's fair. And I I hope so. I'm still, like, I'm not off JTS at all yet. I I was never pounding the table for him, but I certainly love the traits. And I think coming into his third, you know, he was he played, like, one year of college. You know, he missed the COVID year. Like, he had one year of college experience, for fuck's sakes. Like, this is his going to be his third year now i think i think we could be in line to see see a jump from him they're going to need it the bucks are going to need it if they're going to pressure the quarterback and uh levante david and devin white both being behind him there helps vita Vey in the middle once shaq barrett comes back i mean it's tough on him too last year with no one else so like you said those oh chips, yeah they were just yep. like it, it's just so easy you're just going to take him out of out of the equation and make carl nassib or and you know anthony nelson beat you so mm-hmm. um now, one thing I want to talk about that I think also surprised a lot of people, uh, similar to the way I described or intro the the Jamel Dean and, and Levante David resignings, was the trade of Shaq Mason, um, important piece of, of what was a really banged up, underperforming O line last year. But Shaq Mason certainly held his own. Steady vet as a right guard, he was known from his years in New England for being like one of the best run maulers in the game, run blockers. And he actually graded out even better in pass pro than running as the Bucks. He played really well. I believe the Bucks gave up a fifth rounder to acquire him a year ago, previous offseason. Here they've traded him to Houston. They did this before any of these signings because um, they got out from, from I think it was like 10, 8, 8 mil, close to 10 mil that they needed. Um, so that's simply prioritizing what you got to do with your money and the limited amount you have. So that is, it's not, it doesn't mean they don't like Shaq Mason. But word came out yeah. that he was going to be released if they couldn't get a trade partner. I didn't understand why someone else didn't jump on this. Like, I think it's good business by the Houston Texans. They give up a six, and it is an early six. It might even be the first pick or in the sixth round or right up there um, for the Bucks' seventh rounder to get them. So the Bucks don't recoup a ton of draft capital, but they got something, um, an early six-round mm-hmm. pick, and they get off the money, which to them was, was – uh, kind of the sharp end of the sword they had to fall on there if they had any hope of bringing back dean and and, and levante and bringing yeah, in the quarterback I mean, so that's just weighing pros and cons every right year there. yeah yeah what they're that, making their list right check totally twice um yeah. 
yeah, you, you can't keep everyone, right? So too bad. I liked I liked Mason in general, but you know, good pickup for Houston and and to get another pick in the draft, not bad for the Bucks. Uh yeah, but yeah you know, not the it, not the biggest move. No, it is what it is. And, and and a lot of people have described it as them wanting to get younger on the O line, wanting to see what they got with some of these guys. And sure, you could say like Luke Gedeke struggled mightily last year. Uh, but Aaron Stinney played really, really well when he took over for Gedeke at left guard. He busted his knee, uh, but they did re-up him for a year at two and a half mil. So they like what they have there. And the other guy who played really well, filling in for Ryan Jensen at the center position, of course, was Robert Hainsey, someone we've talked about a lot on this pod. And uh, the expectation is Hainsey's going to occupy Shaq Mason's position at the right guard spot with Jensen back. Okay, so we know Lever can play. We're gonna. The thought is also Tristan Wirfs is going to move over to the left side. Um, that's mm. very likely what might will happen. So I think how it's going to shake out, depending what what goes down in the draft, is you're going to have Tristan Wirfs on the left side, left tackle, left guard will be Nick Leverett, who we already know can play there. Center will be Ryan Jansen. Can't wait to see him back. Um, mm-hmm. Right guard will then be um, Robert Hainsey, who I also like what we saw from him with another year under his belt. Sure, at a different position, but he's been very versatile since college. He was a tackle there, center in the NFL, and he can play guard. And then on the right tackle position would be Luke Gedeke moving back to his um, college position, the position he was considered to be most comfortable at. And he played against Dallas there and actually graded out really well. So um, in that playoff game. So anyway, that's how it looks. A much, much younger offensive line hard to imagine them being any worse than this past year uh, but that's kind of just the ramifications or, or how i foresee it shaking out with shaq mason out of the picture now yeah i don't fuck I, I let's just see some continuity let's get let's see a healthy offensive line right and then we can go from there because this year was was a disaster getting jensen back healthy um that you know i feel like that's a solid group that you listed obviously you know, Worf's flipping the left tackle is is a big change. Um, what are your thoughts there? I mean, I just kind of trust that he'll be good because he's just awesome in general. Um, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in the same boat just because he's such a spectacular yeah. athlete and such a smart yeah. football player. Um, but that said, I don't want to like undermine his dominance as a right tackle, but I like I don't think they're going to do the move unless he's very comfortable with it. He did it a little bit at Iowa, but he was predominantly right yeah. tackle there. Um, you know, like he's, if you're so used to going off that one side, like that's your one plant leg, like your one, like, like that's a lot of muscle memory. That's a lot of instinct that's developed through that yeah. comfortable position you're so used to. So now you're flip, flipping it all around on him, but he's such an athlete in, you know, like you said, Scotty, I think I kind of trust him to figure it out and be pretty damn good there, yeah. despite some, some speed bumps early on, maybe. And uh, if somehow, which I don't yeah. expect, he were to struggle there, then you 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 move him back to the right side and figure it out from there. So, yeah, I feel like they'll, they'll have a pretty it's good crazy. idea before, before they make that decision, though. It's crazy, though. It, like, anybody who's a fantastic right tackle, I don't know, this is... Once again, just kind of thinking out loud. I don't know if this is uh, a thought throughout the league, but isn't is it ever just like, well, if you're so good there, why don't you play like the actual premium position? You know what I mean? Like they're the same position, but they're not. Also, yeah. right? It's just it's just I don't know. Just that dichotomy between the two is uh, is interesting. At, at how much is, one is more valued, and um, just who can actually step in there and do it, right? So. Yeah, and the, and the value has like you know, or that gap is is shrinking a little bit just because like it yeah the, the value of the left tackle was so inflated because of every quarterback was a pocket passer, a big lumbering passer, white yeah. dude, and now yeah. they got to be mobile and all that. So you see a bit of a transition, but you're right, it is funny, man. It is it is wild. Um, and of course, yeah. for any, like, anyone who doesn't know, most people are right-handed, so that's your blind side. So. That's why the left yeah. tackle position was was more desirable. Um, mm-hmm. Players released. Shit, man. We got a lot of stuff we haven't hit on because we've been off the air. But um, <laughs> Donovan Smith, speaking of offensive linemen, he gone. Mm. Lenny, Lenny Fournette, he gone. Cam Brate, he oh, gone. Five. Yeah. Like, thank you for your service, gentlemen. I appreciate each of you for what you contributed to this team, helping us win a Super Bowl. 
Um, but also like Sayonara, Sayonara, this had to happen based on your play, each and every one of you. Um, I, I'm sorry yeah. if that sounds ruthless, wish, but that, that is what it is. Wish, I was so glad to see that happen. Wish you all the best. So glad none of you are going to be playing for the Bucks next year. That's just, yeah, that's it. So, and I'm like, I've just had enough of the roller coaster ride that is Donovan Smith. I mean, over the course of his oh, career, fuck. he really got me to hop on his bandwagon during that Tom Brady first two seasons when he just all of a sudden looked like a top 10 tackle in football. And I was like, the, mm. Jason Light's a genius. This is why he drafted him. Because um, he had a real rocky start to his career. Granted, he was thrown into the fire as a starting left tackle right away. But God, did he revert to the worst Donovan Smith I've ever seen this past year. Led the league in penalties. Um, oh, it was like second in yards. And against timely. And and timely penalties too, right? Like, oh, just backbreakers. It seemed like anytime it, you know, whether it be extending a drive or maybe even a touchdown, and just getting fucking, just just mauling someone, but not in a good way. Like literally tackling them and, and getting called for a hold, right? So, hey, good luck, pal. But uh, yeah. you know, you kind of killed the team. So exactly. So like, <laughs> you know, that is what it is. And Lenny, man, it was time. I, I, you know, just a quick, you know, 30 seconds on Lenny. Time to retire. (laughs) Time to retire. It just, his skill set is so just average. I don't know, just not usable in the league right now. Like he's, he, he looks like a football player. He, he shows glimpses of like a real football player. We've obviously seen it and it's just, it's just not there all the time. Uh, doesn't make anybody miss. Um, you know, linebackers can eat him up no matter, even though he's still, he's huge himself. It's just, it just doesn't look good. It's not, it's not fluent. I don't know what he would bring to an offense um, other than in goal line and in short yarded situations, which I know he doesn't want to just do or doesn't want to exclusively do anyway. So I don't know. Just, uh, just kind of a failed experiment, I suppose. I mean, obviously, I shouldn't say that. He had his moments, but uh, I should just say it was time to go. It was time to move on. So, yeah, it's kind of like Russell Westbrook in the NBA. It's like, yeah, give up the dream, accept your new role, just be a goal line back, like, you know, do what Jamal Williams yeah. did in Detroit. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have the juice, man. The game's changed since I know it wasn't that long ago, but the game has changed, man. He was that bruising back. And granted, man, one thing I got to give that guy is he, he started catching the football and adjusting to like Tom Brady and, and the check downs. And he did pretty good in that area. Um, but yeah, Lenny don't have any more. And I'm really glad to I don't have to worry about him taking carries from a younger, more spry, talented back um, in Rashad White, for example, and, and whoever they draft. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So. I mean, I think uh, I think we've pretty much hit on all the buck stuff that I wanted to talk about. Um, we also t- we touched on the Panthers trading DJ Moore and picks for that first overall selection. We talked a little bit about the quarterbacks that'll be available, but we're going to dive into that plenty more before the NFL draft. Can't wait to really sink my teeth into that. So we're going to save that Derek Carr to the Saints. Michael Thomas followed uh, Saints are, are kicking it down the can trying to trying to keep it up. Um, Lamar Jackson's interesting, man. And I almost want to save that one for Bo because Bo is such a like Lamar guy and he's like a closet Ravens fan. So, um, I feel like we almost don't, unless you got anything you want to mention related to the Lamar Jackson saga, but he is like free to negotiate. I would say his agents are free to negotiate, but he doesn't have one. Right. Um, exactly. On his, behalf. I don't know. I almost, I almost don't want to give Lamar a drive by here, like a drive by, um, segment just because there's so much going on and there's so much that can be discussed. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. I don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like that would be my, uh, you know, headline, I suppose. What a yeah. wild, what a wild deal. You know, I'd kind of like to see him unleash somewhere else at this point for sure. Right. Yeah. It feels like it's just weird. Yeah. Like, I guess I don't, yeah, what, yeah, I don't even want to start talking about it because then we won't stop. So yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't want to save, save it. it. Well. Um, and th- that'll, yeah. I have a feeling, you know, next week when we're on next or whenever, that'll that'll still be a, a storyline. Uh, Zeke, yeah. your boy Zeke released. Don't think we talked wow. about that. That's like it is what uh, it is. 
that's like Jones having to cut one of his sons out of the will, right? Like, uh, can you imagine that actually having to have that conversation? I thought, I thought Zeke was going to have a lifetime contract at that place. So, I mean, good for them for realizing that he's a total money suck and he isn't as good as Pollard and, uh, they made the right decision to get off him. But, um, yeah, I honestly didn't think, I didn't think they were going to do it. I didn't think they would. So, uh, there's, there, did you see any buck, any Zeke to the Bucks talk today on Twitter? Fuck, I wish you didn't ask. Yeah, obviously I saw that. That's just yeah, not happening. Okay. That is not happening. It makes no sense. That's just bringing in like Lenny again, the guy we just said. See it you is. later. Like it makes no sense. It will yeah, not happen. I agree. There's, there's no way, man. Jason Light learned like there's no chance, not a chance in hell, unless it's for like dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah like two million. Yeah, like I just Something don't like see it. I don't see it, and I think someone will want to pay Zeke. Like he'll 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 find somewhere. I don't know. I could see him in like Baltimore or something. Um, yeah, we'll you know, see. That that's interesting, man. Because I really think the only team that valued him was his own, right? Yeah, so yeah. It was it was bizarre. Like, Everyone's screaming for Tony Pollard to get more carries for the last three years, except no, except people in Dallas. Yeah, and he and then Zeke had like a pretty good touchdown count last year, if I remember correctly, because he was just the goal line back, right? Pollard was getting him down there the whole the whole length of the field, and then Zeke to his to his credit, he was punching him in. Like he is a good goal line back. Let's see how long that lasts. But um, yeah, he's not. He can't make anyone miss anymore. He's not fast. He's he's hard to watch. Oh my god, such a slog every time he gets the ball. What did he go to Ohio State or something? Relax. Bro. Yeah, he did go to Ohio State, but that's honestly not why I'm saying that this time. Well, I don't like him though, so yeah. maybe it is. And it Fuck, sounds like him. it sounds like Aaron Rodgers uh, is going to be going to New York. I watched it on McAfee's show today. He, you know, that's oh. everyone. Everyone knew it was trending that way, but he said he decided he was leaning retirement. Decided he's wants. He ultimately said that the he came out of his darkness retreat. For anyone who missed it, he was initially planning to retire. He came out of his dark darkness retreat and caught up on messages. And he said people he trusts gave him the impression the Packers had been trying to move him. And he felt slighted by that. And since came to the conclusion he would like to continue playing football as a New York Jet. There's obviously a holdup there, whether that's compensation or what have you. But Aaron Rodgers openly declared that is his intention. And uh, we're going to see him in New York, which football-wise I'm very intrigued by. I mean, there's a whole other storyline that people are talking about. Then he, they sign Lazard, and Randall Cobb's yeah. got to come, and Martellus or uh, Bennett. Um, sorry, no. Yeah. Mercedes Lewis. No, Mercedes um, Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, which is utterly ridiculous because the Jets are really nicely equipped with Elijah Moore and um, Garrett Wilson. Thank you, Garrett Wilson. Like they even got Corey Davis there now, Lazard. So like they got yeah, more than enough. Not guys. to mention. Yeah, and I mean he didn't mention a running back, but Brees Hall will be back in in healthy, right? So I yeah, and I can't a, stand Aaron Rodgers. I can't he's, fucking stand him. Everything about him, I like the the fuck the delta between how much I respect him as a football player to how little I would ever want to talk to that guy is as big as any athlete that I've ever followed ever in any whoa, sport. Like, whoa. yeah. Has he passed Russell Wilson for you then? Because this is how you used to describe Russell Wilson. Till it became mm. more like. Yeah. I mean, he has because I never thought Wilson. I thought Rodgers was like the best quarterback of all time sort of thing. Like that's like, that's how, that's the regard I held him in kind of thing. Basically before Mahomes, I thought that. Um, I never quite got that with, I never got that high with Wilson. I always thought he was really good, but not like, you know transcendent Mount Rushmore type of guy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess from a disliking the personalities, it's so funny because there's like, I think they're both assholes, but in two completely different ways. Right. So uh, yeah. it's funny to kind of think about them that way. But I saw a tweet is from uh, Ben Solak at the ringer that says, all I'm, I guess Rogers said, this was a quote. All Rogers goes, all I want is transparency says the guy who told everyone he was immunized. It's like, yeah, that's it right there, man. Like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Honest to God. 
with the I'm immunized. It's become something with him, man. He's really oh, he's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's feeling empowered. Really makes me think. Really makes me like the rest of the Rogers family. You know, like oh, you're you're like I get it now. Yeah, it's like all. I was like, wow, every really, you guys like, hmm, kind of feels like it's on both sides. I don't know. Whenever there's a family tiff, it's like. No, I'm pretty sure this guy was just a dick. He has don't yeah. want to associate for, with him anymore. And for a while, he was so quiet and harmless. Like, there was no reason to have yeah. any disdain towards Aaron Rodgers um, until last few years, it feels like. Yeah, last few years. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's just, yeah, we've talked about it. Whatever. Smartest guy in the room syndrome. Just a dick. But football-wise, fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Till they drafted Jordan Love, right. it feels like the time when they when yeah they maybe that that would be interesting to go back and see if it like really turned from there if he got weirder and all that shit. But I don't yeah. know. I'd love to get like some sort of sixty minutes or whatever with his ex girlfriends. Like, didn't he date Danica Patrick and Shailene Woodley or something like that? I'm sure they got some weird yeah. dirt on him. They could tell us. Yeah, Danica Patrick, I know he did for sure. I don't know who Olivia Munn, maybe too. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, anyway. that's it, I think. That's yeah. it. Okay. Well, um, that's all we're gonna talk about that. Scotty, I appreciate you getting in a little rant on Aaron Rodgers. There. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man. Jamel Dean, four years, he's back. We got Levante for another year, our fearless leader in Tampa Bay. We'll see what Baker's got, whether he can battle it out with Kyle Trask. Um, all the other Bucks items were were picked up and discussed as well as some other things from around the NFL. Really nice to be back on the airwaves with you, Mr. Capron shout out to anyone watched us live, uh, whether you subscribe to YouTube, if you don't, you should, we appreciate it. Uh, whether you're following us on Spotify or Apple, please make sure you rate and review the podcast. That helps us out a lot and make sure you're getting your bucks content online at bucksgameday.com sports Illustrated's only website dedicated specifically to covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank you very much for listening. Look forward to talking again soon. NFL drafts getting closer and more free agency to go down. Lots and lots to discuss. Until then, go Bucks.